0: Hey guys, welcome back. Uh, I'd like to tell you about a really great place here in town called The Handlebar. They just remodeled, and guess what? They are open now. Open for business. They're expanded. There's more seats. There's more tap handles. There's more food on the menu. It's more of everything and all of the things you loved about it before.
1: Yeah, it's a great place. If you've ever listened to this podcast, you know that uh, we've been pumping them for a while. They support our podcast. They're a great local business. Huge expansion, like Johnny just said. Uh, So go check them out. They're on 2070 East 20th Street. Please do check them out. Great business. We love their food and beers, and they love us, and you should love them.
0: Happy hour every day, 2 to 6.
1: Also, if you've never heard our show before, we've paired with local bottle shop, Spike's Bottle Shop, to give our listeners a special deal, and Johnny will tell you what that is right now.
0: That's right. For listeners of this show with password FHC, I guess it's more of a passcode yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, passcode FHC, you will get 10% off any purchase in there at Spike's Bottle Shop, and they've got a killer selection of craft beer, Liquor, wine. They've even got some energy drinks. Whatever you need. So go check them out.
1: That's right. Once again, Spikes Bottle Shop located at 1270 East 1st Avenue. Great selection of beer. Use promo code, checkout code, password code, whatever we're calling it. FHC at checkout for 10% off.
0: You are listening to a band called Horseneck. They hail from Sacramento, California. This is a song called Michael Caine off of their 2017 album Heavy Trip. Uh, You can catch them playing around the Sacramento area fairly often. Uh, And also, if you live in the Sacramento area, the lead singer of this band and guitar player just opened up a club called Holy Diver. So check it out.
1: Why don't we begin?
0: This is Fresh Hop Cinema.
1: Hello, hello, hello. Hi, guys. Welcome to Fresh Hop Cinema, everybody. My name is Max Minardi.
0: My name is Johnny Summers, and it is finally October. I'm ready for it to be
1: pumpkin spice latte season. I just saw those in bottles, by the way. Mm-hmm. I was at Target a couple days ago, and they were in uh, glass bottles. The Frappuccino bottles. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, God bless America. God bless America. Good Lord. This is a show about craft beer and film, and Johnny and I love both of those things, so we spend some time talking about them both. Uh, I don't know why I feel like saying this this time. It's in our or it's in our podcast description, but we are not experts on either of these things, but we are avid enthusiasts of both.
0: I'm an expert at watching movies, and I'm an expert at drinking. Well, that's fair. So yeah,
1: I guess in that regard we are.
0: Yeah, but we're just not like experts at
1: reviewing movies, correct? Or, or reviewing beers? Yeah. So I all mean, that said, what defines an expert though? Credentials, film degrees, How many uh, cicerone? How many beer
0: reviewers have their own radio show?
1: I don't know. I bet the crossover between experts and podcast hosts is uh, slim. Yeah.
0: And I feel like a lot of people that call themselves experts
1: aren't. That's true. If you're out there and you're not qualified to call yourself an expert, please stop. Cause you're shame making the rest you. of us look real bad. For shame. Um, anyways. Yeah. So we usually split up the show. If you've never heard us before, with those two things in mind, also a little bit about our lives. And uh, that's where we're at.
0: If you have heard us before, welcome back. Indeed. Thanks for coming back at least a second
1: time. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) I appreciate that. (laughs) After everything that's happened in the last few months. Yes. I like to think that maybe somebody out there has the uh, situation that, I don't know why I can't think of her name, Blondie from 50 First Dates. Uh, Drew Barrymore. Drew Barrymore. Drew Barrymore. That somebody out there listening to the show has that, and they wake up every day, and they play the same episode. Just like Their family's like, oh, FHC just released episode seven. And she's like, man, their quality is exactly the same. Why don't, yeah, that doesn't make sense. I'm confused as to what you're going for. Have you seen the movie? Yeah. All right, but every day. She wouldn't
0: remember any of the quality. As I said
1: that, I was like, that doesn't make sense. Maybe
0: she grew up with the podcast, and she remembers it from childhood. All seven episodes that she would know? Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. It depends on oh, I get what you're saying. where yeah. our podcast fits into Drew Barrymore's lifetime frame. Correct. We should need to look into that.
1: Yeah. We're not going to review uh, that movie.
0: That's like our next conspiracy theory. It's like- Sounds good. Uh, the Drew Barrymore paradox.
1: Yes. Hey, if you listened last week, you know that we said at one point that Johnny was going to stick around my place afterwards and we were going to order koozies. We didn't. Shoot. <laughs> we forgot. Ah, crap. So that'll be happening. Sometime. <laughs> After we talk about Netflix. Probably. Um,
0: I'm pretty sure I got drunk last week. Yes. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. I'm not mad. Yeah. But yeah, we're going to touch on that and then uh, mm-hmm. maybe some
1: more Just the New Black. Give me, yeah. Give me the most exciting thing uh, in your week or something interesting that's happened since we last chatted. Let's start there. Ooh, that feels good.
0: That does feel good. Um, well, I went to see this movie and our conversation last week came up in my brain because I had an overlaffer.
1: You want to see this movie?
0: Yeah. Okay. And we talked about, we were talking about the movie last week and mm-hmm. you had that first, oh, remember dude. we played the clip? Mm-hmm. I remember. I want to plug Think that clip in, plug that clip in right when I said that. Um, I had an overlaugher and damn. it was, at first it was like that dude really is just mm-hmm. happy. And then it gets to the point where you're just pissed at this person for being so damn happy and loud about it. Mm-hmm. Like, can you be a little bit less vocal with your joy for life, please?
1: Mm-hmm. We talked about this. And when you weren't in my shoes, you were like, you can't really be mad at somebody for that. And, and then, then yes, the shoe was
0: on the other foot mm-hmm. and the, the shoe fell. And there's some more shoe analogies, but I can't think of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I walked a mile. I sat a mile. I sat a movie in your shoes. Yeah, it's a long movie too. It was not a short movie this about, week. It was about two hours. Yeah, so about the running time somewhere.
1: Um, Got a little mad. Got yeah. a little mad. did you ever say anything nope that's the worst kind of anger where you're like oh i could just turn around yeah
0: and- but then i'm rational enough to be like i can't yell at someone for just laughing mm-hmm. but it was so funny because it wasn't just like laughing it was like laughing and then after everyone had quieted down it'd be like "Ah, oh, shit that was funny oh really yeah like he would comment out loud like his mental
1: dialogue yeah that's uh It was quality. I I just think that's so inconsiderate. Why would you do that? Yeah, do that. How old was this guy, you figure? Mid-twenties. Two, yep. Young enough to know better.
0: Yeah. Uh, It was interesting, and it was definitely something that should be taking place on his couch.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. It's no way to behave in public, sir. No, we talked about this last week. Some people just, they, you know, waltz into the theater like it's their living room. Yeah. Like, they bring their own, like, tons of bags of snacks. They bring Mm -hmm. blankets and pillows and kick their feet up Mm -hmm. without their shoes on. Yeah, A, uh... It's just a respect thing, you know?
0: It is. Why are you like that? Don't be that way. Yeah, it's, it's a bummer. So, I mean, that's probably been the most interesting thing that's happened. Um, yeah, not too much else going on. Nothing crazy.
1: Okay. Living the dream. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, what about you? Yes. Nothing much? No, you know the thing that I have to talk about. Oh. Because you asked me about I it. did. Last
0: time I spoke to young Maxwell, we were having a beer at the newly remodeled.
1: Oh, that's what uh, it was. Yeah, before yeah.
0: it was open. Uh, we got a tour and uh to be fair,
1: I just sorry, I have to correct a little bit. They they were open, they just weren't advertising. They it. were and open like you, for training. Yeah, and if you walked in they would pour you a beer. Yeah. Um, but yes, that's all I Sorry, There's
0: neither here nor there, because it was last week. Mm-hmm. Yes, silly goose.
1: <laughs> Making a correction on what I said, I guess. Yeah.
0: I don't remember. Yeah. I'm confused. But when we did talk. Yeah, so anyway, we were checking out the new handlebar location. Well, same location. Mm-hmm. New Bigger. Yeah, much bigger. Um Maxwell was like, All right. I gotta go I have to make a pole dancing class yeah I attended one yeah Um, and I never attended before and I gotta be honest at first there was I wanted to judge you immediately Mm. but then I'm like you know what that takes uh, an extraordinary amount of upper body strength and just core strength Mm -hmm. I've known several adult entertainers that Mm. were in that line of work that would maybe have applied those classes professionally mad respect so I want to
1: hear how that went Well, so I've been invited by my neighbors a couple of times and one time I just full on bailed and most of the time I'm just unavailable, excuse me. And I've been trying to be more, what's what's the way, I've been trying to be more of a yes man lately. Sure. Especially to new experiences.
0: I believe you had mentioned maybe a few weeks back um, about kind of, or maybe it was a bonus episode. We were talking at some Mm -hmm. point about you like relinquishing a little bit of control in your life in general. Like Uh, putting yourself mm -hmm. in those types of situations. Is this something that plays into that or just opening yourself to new experiences?
1: I don't remember that conversation, but that sounds accurate. Um, No, I don't know. Just probably opening it to new things, I guess. Okay. It was a trip though, man. Yeah. It was very very tough.
0: Like it wasn't silly and erotic. It was like, it was
1: work, huh? It's a workout for sure. Um, It was in um, Marysville. Okay. So it was a little bit of a drive, but it was worth it. But I'm I'm still sore today. Like yeah, there's some crazy. I'll show you some moves later. Yeah, um, okay. But it's pretty nuts, and n- none of it is is erotic by nature. It's you know, it's when somebody's blasting Cherry Pie by warrant in the background. And there's skeezy guys sweating and throwing one dollar bills. At, that's where it becomes. I thought weird. that was just like childhood. Oh, <laughs> cheers, man. <laughs> <laughs> I guess
0: that deserves a shot of bourbon. Mm-hmm.
1: Um. So, anyways, it was really fun, but very challenging. I would like to do it again if I ever. I'm free, which I think it happens every week, but um, I'm not always around. So now,
0: do you see that as something you could do in your free time, like just throw up a poll?
1: Well, no, but you could. Well, not everybody. Neighbors do have a poll; they set one up. That's cool. And, yeah, it's rad. But you can do a lot of stuff that would apply to these exercises just Did... just on your own. Sure. Yeah, so flexibility is a big part.
0: I w- I would think it'd be kind of fun for multiple reasons to have a poll at home yeah I mean, what better way to apply that exercise than erotically?
1: Sure all right yeah I mean bring it sure. bring it bring it on home. Yeah, it's cool. Um, I would recommend if you guys have been on the poll about it, try it out yeah. <laughs> if you've been walking the pole right that's beautiful. yeah um,
0: did you want to plug where you took it? do you want to I is oof, it was it a workshop? Were I
1: more prepared? I would give you all the details. Yeah. But I was a passenger along the ride and I don't remember exactly where it was that's fair. It wasn't Um, like a gym or anything. Was no, it it was a a private. It was a private studio. Okay, it was a rented space. It was dedicated for this. Um and um, one question. Yeah, did it feel legit? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Let me. I'm gonna make myself a mental note because I would like to put that. If anybody's curious at all, I don't know like what our demographic of crossover listeners and people that would be interested in this. But
0: in my opinion, you weren't someone that I saw taking a pole dancing class. So obviously, the demographic is far reaching. Right. Um. I mean, it sounds like fun because i i don't take myself incredibly seriously
1: so yeah and that I mean, was a thing too like it's it's fun to get out of one's comfort zone especially in terms of at least for me like breaking molds of in this case like masculinity and what sure. you would assume a guy a grown man with hair everywhere and yeah on his face like a full beard would be doing
0: yeah uh this it kind of reminds me of my my brief soiree with uh yoga mm. just trying something you've never done before and yeah, totally like, it's traditionally a feminine... Like Is that st- true? Stereotypically, in the United States, the United States it States, has sure. become. But, I mean, yoga was invented by old Indian dudes, you know, in loincloths that were eating hash.
1: How much of that is 100% true? Uh, you know?
0: Yoga was, like, invented in India. That's why all of it has to do with that. So, I mean, traditionally, yogis were mm-hmm. Indian
1: dudes. That sounds right. No, it's where it, yoga came from. Yogi Yogi tea. Also, uh, Yogi Bear, yoga. Yeah. Also a derivation of the word.
0: Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think that would be kind of falling into that category of just a hobby or Mm -hmm. a different form of exercise. I mean, as long as you're like engaging your body physically in some way, I don't think it's fair to judge. You know what I mean? I agree, man. Like I love kettlebells and pushups and deadlifts, Mm -hmm. but I really, I
1: liked yoga. I was terrible at it not flexible at all. Yeah. It's it's really something you gotta practice. The flexibility, I mean, like I remember times where I've tried to get more flexible and it's just if you don't do it for a few days you've and you're used to not being flexible, you just kinda revert back.
0: Yeah. Real quickly. Yeah. And I I moved in ways that I'd never thought I would try and move mm. when I did yoga and it it was not pretty and it didn't go well. Yes. Uh, I did it for like a solid month and a half. Wow. Well, like once a week. That's that's awesome. I gave it a go. Mm-hmm. I gave it the old college try. Uh, yeah, dude. Well,
1: good for you. That's great. But good for you for trying the uh the pole dancing Thank class. You. I applaud your openness and your open-mindedness. Well, I very much appreciate that. I'd also like to make a a proposal here that we move to our first beer. How do you feel about that? Uh which one do you want to start with? Ooh. Let's let's go with the oldest. No, we should wait on that one, huh, cuz it's a it's you you said one is a is a marsin, correct? Yes. Let's one, open with that. Okay. All right. And what is that Marzen that you got us? Uh, it
0: is going to be a Marzen lager. I'm going to grab that oh, right cool. now.
1: Um, yeah, so I will just read what Johnny took some serious notes. Um, it's, a, it's a Marzen slash Oktoberfest beer from Ballast Point, which I remember you telling me. Also, we should say that now we've wizened up and we got an ice chest in the room. So we'll have like moments yeah. of scuttle like that. But generally, I think it'll, it'll uh, smoothen out the process. Uh, and it is called, Johnny... I don't know why it's not in here. Dead Ringer. Dead Ringer, thank you. Uh, It's a 6%. I don't want to get too much into your notes because I feel like you've done the work you should deliver on these. Uh, I don't mind either way. Whatever. All right. Uh, Well, this is, I believe, off the Ballast Point website or bottle. I'm not sure. But they say, our Dead Ringer Oktoberfest is inspired by old-style Mars and brews, customarily enjoyed during Bavaria's world-famous beer festival. Oktoberfest, I assume. (laughs) Uh, Thanks to an abundance of toasted malt and lower hot bitterness, This dark reddish-brown lager is loaded with sweet caramel, toffee flavors, and aromas. All the taste and celebration of Oktoberfest packed into one bottle. No Lederhosen required. Beautiful. Uh, So,
0: there are a couple reasons we're drinking this beer. Right. Uh, So, the first one, and the most important one, is our whole theme for tonight. Uh, It's going to be in the episode description, so you might have already read it. Uh, But we are doing a movie called Made in America. Mm Mm-hmm. And no, that's not correct. I don't know.
1: It's American a- made American made. You and the switching words. Yeah, I
0: might be a touch <laughs> dyslexic, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Um, so American made. And we were at first gonna do like patriotic beers or something like that, but I mean that's easy. Y- yeah. I'm like, let's let's give myself a challenge. Right. Test my skills at picking beer. Uh so I kind of decided that I wanted to do beer uh, of a very prominent foreign style. That was made in America. There you go. American made beers. We're thinking out of the box. Yeah. So these are all going to be a very prolific foreign style of beer that, in my opinion, have been crafted wonderfully by a brewery here in the States. Uh, mm-hmm. And what better beer to start this uh, theme with? Uh, and this
1: fall season. Yeah.
0: And by this the way. being our first episode in the month of October. Right. Um, an Oktoberfest beer. Yeah. Um, Sierra Nevada's Oktoberfest was last weekend and this weekend Yeah, that's right I've, I always forget they do it two weekends It's going crazy Partying yeah. So they're going to be drinking a lot of Oktoberfest
1: uh, Let's drink our Oktoberfest Let's Fest. try, man Yeah, I don't Cheers. have a lot of experience with uh, with this style But I, I don't know why I always thought it was a lighter colored lager I know I'm tripping out I know Marsins are dark, Some darker Some of them are Is that true? Yeah um, Well,
0: Marsins are red lagers Okay But Oktoberfests can vary in shade this
1: is nice. That's good. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm digging the malt forward thing.
0: I really, uh, yeah, the maltiness of Oktoberfest beers is is really nice. And that's kind of indicative of, of most European styles of beer. Really, yeah. the hop forward uh, flavor profiles were only made prolific by United States breweries, mm-hmm. typically on the West Coast.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, the tradition, a lot of traditional beers are way more malt than we're used to. This has a bit of sweetness, too. Yes. Uh, in a good way, I think. I don't think it's too overpowering, but... Um, very actively carbonated too I feel like I should want to say something about that It's a mm-hmm. nice like, uh, light brown, dark amber-red color mm-hmm. um, With sort of an off-cream white head That's leaving a nice lacing around the glass I'm drinking it out of a goblet, by the way you are, What do you call your cup? Uh,
0: goblet so slash like a chalice A tall goblet like A tall goblet yeah.
1: A toblet A tablet yeah.
0: yes. I have a tablet in a front tablet of me and A tablet a tablet A tablet, a toblet,
1: a tisket, a tasket um, we've, You were going to say something, sorry
0: I want to describe the label because if you Sweet. haven't seen it yet, it's magnificent. What we have is um, kind of looks like a zombie skeleton type situation. Wearing Lederhosen with a stein in one hand and a pretzel in the other. Awesome. It, it is fantastic. <laughs> Check out that. Oh, logo. yeah. Look at that. That bottle art might be one of my favorite Oktoberfest bottles uh, labels mm-hmm. I've ever seen.
1: Yeah. Ballast Point does a good job, too, just across their whole line. A lot of their art. Ties together with its other beers. Mm-hmm. Uh, m- minus, I guess maybe that's not true. I guess I'm thinking, um, what is it? Victory at Sea mm-hmm. has a skeleton. But now that I think about it, a lot of them are fish.
0: Well, it's all like nautical themed. Yeah. But this one's like... Maybe they have series series. Is, well, this one's kind of a take on that Victory at Sea logo. Mm-hmm. But like the October version. Yeah. Like what would our
1: skeleton hero be doing this October? That's really interesting. I want to figure out why they do, what separates those two lines of beer, because the Ballast Point or the Dorado, they're very fish. They're fishy. They're fish fish labels. Well, Dorado is a type of fish. So is a Ballast. Is it? It feels what like is it that? is. I thought a Ballast was a fish too. No, um,
0: it might be, but a Ballast is a part of a boat. That's probably it then. Yeah, never mind. Um, but it's it's definitely all nautical, and it's like if they're not fish named, they're like thematically. Um,
1: Oceanic. I'd like to apologize. I didn't mean ballast. I meant Sculpin. Oh. Sculpin's a fish, right? Yes. Okay. Sculpin for sure is a so fish. And the, the fish IPA. is on the label. Right. So the Sculpin has a Sculpin on the label. The Dorado has a Dorado on the label. Mm-hmm. And there's all these like fish label beers. Yeah. And then there's these ones. That are these skeleton men. Mm-hmm. I wonder if it's a part of a series that they delineate with their I don't
0: artwork. Know. That's a good question. Because there is only like a couple that have the the skeleton guy on
1: it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. It's interesting.
0: It is. But either way, I love the label. And I love the beer. I love the, the beer It's very enjoyable. As well. mm-hmm. um, and Oktoberfest beers are made to be drank en masse, mm-hmm. and they are made to be approachable and really just
1: unassuming and delicious and to the point. I do have some trouble with this. Maybe it's, it's not going down as easy as I would have expected, and it might be a little bit too cold for me at the moment, uh, but it's a little heavy on the carbonation for me to drink. But that said... I don't do super well with carbonation.
0: Yeah, and this beer, if you like poured it into a stein and like poured it a little bit harder, you'd get a nice aggressive mm-hmm. head and then probably a little bit less carbonation That's on true. the back end. I mean, I did pour them kind of gently just because I was trying to divide it in half. So. Right. That might have something
1: to do with the overall carbonation. Mm-hmm. It is really tasty, though. I, it's not overpoweringly sweet. I had a beer last, um, shoot, last week or a couple days ago. I can't remember exactly when, but it was by New Glory, and it was a oh shoot! It was called f- something like friggin' good, um, flippin' good, flippin' good. Maybe the pancake beer. Mm, no, it wasn't that one. Okay, let me let me think about that and I'll look it up. But you, we've talked about loggers before, mm-hmm. and we were never quite sure what loggering meant. Oh, I feel like you might know.
0: I do know, okay. and I actually took some notes on it. Perfect. Um, in case you're wondering, because I don't, where did you segue that perfectly, or did you? Okay. And I totally just ruined the the anonymity of it. Um, So what is a lager? Um, Lagering is actually a type of fermentation.
1: Which is, to be fair, what we guessed. We were talking about it a week or two ago. Yeah, I
0: I had that information in me somewhere from Mm -hmm. my beer knowledge. But um, yeah, lagering uh, is basically it started out in ancient times, if you will, as... um, uh, will you pull up the notes on the Dropbox? Sure. There yeah. is a link to Can a Wikipedia do. that I want you to click on. Thank you. Uh, but lagering started out back in the day as uh, cellaring or storing beer in caves uh, at low temperatures, like in the forties, to uh, to ferment. So low and slow is the fermentation style, basically, and that means uh, you're going to come out with a lot lighter taste and a very clean and lacking in uh, in like the fruit. Uh, char- char- characters of like an ale.
1: I'm sorry, I didn't. I didn't know which link you wanted me to click. It's not the beer notes. So it or is. is it?
0: Yeah, it's uh, in the beer notes. The very bottom. It's a uh, link to Wikipedia. Gotcha. On it. Cool. Sorry about that. And yeah. And some of that. Mm-hmm. Boom. Okay. So a lager is a type of beer that originates from the part of the Austrian Empire that is now known as the Czech Republic. Mm-hmm. It is conditioned at low temperatures, normally at the brewery. It can be pale or, or golden or amber or even a little bit dark.
1: Yeah, that's where I was thinking. I don't know why in my brain it cuts off after pale or golden. I'm like, that's that's all a lager is. Mm-hmm. So lager yeast also
0: is one of the um, the, tr- yes. the characteristics, well, the, the defining mm-hmm. things of a lager. That and um, being fermented uh cold. Yeah,
1: you can't I, if this is to be believed, uh you it cannot be called a lager if it has not been fermented at a what 40 or 40 Yeah, ish? like
0: certain temperatures there's yeah, there's um there's standards that it has to be held to.
1: Yeah, I'd be curious to hear about the German purity law. Like I like I think we should do a little segment on that some next time we feature some German beers.
0: That'd be fun. Maybe we'll do uh like an all
1: German episode. I'm going to write, yeah, make more notes here. This is good. Yeah, I like it. We're Excuse me,
0: we are burping.
1: Yeah. Hey, why Ooh. don't we why don't we get around to uh, our final feelings on this beer? Yeah, shall
0: we? Uh, overall, it's one of the the better Oktoberfests I've ever had. This way better than Sierra Nevada's
1: Oktoberfest. I've only year. liked it one year, dude. And it was like three ago. Yeah, it's everyone
0: I talked to unanimously. The last like two or three years of Oktoberfest have just been shite. Yeah, it's a bummer because it used to be really good. Yeah. Um. So I would enjoy it more if it was more like this beer. Um, so overall, I'm gonna give it an eight point5. Okay. I would most definitely probably will buy a six pack of this um, before it's out of season. It's just a really enjoyable beer. Uh, it'd be great for colder weather. Um, mm-hmm. you know, gets dark earlier, crack a couple of these on the front porch, watch the sun go down. I like it. Yeah, uh, I highly
1: advise doing it. So yeah, overall, a dead ringer from ballast
0: point, eight point five from me.
1: I'm gonna go with a, a seven point5. like I said, we're we're splitting a 12 ounce bottle. let's say that too. So I haven't had a lot of time or a lot of, let's see, time or beer to let it warm up. I've kind of been sipping it and it's almost gone. Um, So I think maybe a little bit warmer, I'd enjoy it more. But there's a chance that it it is what it is. And if that's the case, it's a little bit too carbonated for me. Um, And oddly enough, lacking in some body. Like for as sweet as it is, I would want a little bit more mouthfeel to it. Yeah. So it it rings a little bit hollow instead of dead. That's (laughs) fair. It's a hollow ringer. Yeah, hollow ringer a little bit.
0: But I mean, to be fair, lagers are supposed to be kind of... Thin and light and crisp
1: and clean, but... Altogether, pretty good beer. Yeah. If you like the style of Oktoberfest, which isn't something that's high on my list, but I still enjoy this. Yeah. So if you like the style, I think you'll like this beer quite a bit.
0: Uh, If you're listening out there also, and you have a particular Oktoberfest beer that is your favorite, Mm. and it's not Sierra Nevada... Uh, drop us an email or a tweet please or do. a slide into our DMs, whatever. Uh, I want to be peppering Oktoberfest beers into our lineup all month. Yeah. So if please, it's possible. Yeah. Hit so. us up.
1: All of our infos in the description, or if you've been listening, you know it. Cause we say it. Sometimes.
0: Yeah, exactly. Just reach out to us if you have one that you think we should try.
1: Sweet. Well, that is that beer. We're going to jump to a little bit of info about our movie this week before we jump to a break. And like Johnny said earlier, that movie is American made. Uh, that is the title of it. It's directed by Doug Lehman. You would know Doug Lehman from his work on The Born Identity, uh, the Mr. and Mrs. Smith film, apparently the Mr. and Mrs. Smith TV short, which we mm-hmm. didn't know about until today. Uh, he also directed Edge of Tomorrow, and I believe he did the other born movies as well.
0: I know he had a hand in them. Yes. I'm not them. sure.
1: He was producing on all of them for okay. sure.
0: So he wasn't like directing, but he definitely had had a...
1: Oh, my God. You see another movie that you recognize? No, The O.C. Oh. <laughs> Uh, yeah, he only I, did two episodes. He directed huh. two episodes of The OC, guilty pleasure, uh, including the pilot though, which is saying okay. something. I love the pilot. Uh, I
0: seriously, that was like teenage years. I liked The OC. Not I, afraid. Yeah, to I never
1: it. got into it, man. Um, but have, haven't gone back to revisit right. it or anything. But I don't think I'm missing too much. No, I feel fine. like The OC was the the Jersey Shore of the mid 2000s. Mm-hmm. I think I have my timeline right. Uh,
0: no, because the, earlier than that,
1: Jersey Shore was a reality show. And what's
0: the OC? OC was like a scripted drama.
1: Oh, uh, like a soap opera.
0: Yeah. Okay. It was like a teen bad what am, boy.
1: I wonder what I'm thinking of. It doesn't matter. There was a teen bad boy that got taken in by a right. willing family. I assume he, everybody had frosted tips.
0: And, yep. Yeah. And he, he obviously wore black and smoked cigarettes and like started banging the daughter <sighs> of the uh, family. Of course. Yeah, it was it was pretty typical.
1: Yeah, well that's all right. Um I I probably won't check it out, but
0: don't. You know.
1: I wouldn't. Uh, American-made, though, right? So
0: Yeah, give me some Tom
1: Cruise information. Sure. Yes, it's all about, uh, well, I'll, I'll save the the plot for a minute, but it's uh, acting in it. Yeah. Tom Cruise, Domino Gleeson, Sarah Wright plays... I'm going to give him names because I know that's going to come up later. Tom Cruise plays a guy named Barry Seal. Domino Gleeson plays Monty or Schaefer. He works for the CIA. Sarah Wright plays Lucy Seal, Barry's wife. Um, and there's a whole cast of people that weave their way in and out of this film. Um, not too many people have lasting impressions.
0: Yeah. Really? The only people that matter are Tom Cruise's character, uh, Barry, Mm -hmm. uh, he's certainly the key Monty Schaefer and Mm -hmm. Lucy seal.
1: And perhaps you could make an argument for JB, which we'll talk about later. Maybe you could make a case for Pablo Escobar. Uh, Not really. Not really though. Yeah. Um, but we'll get to that all in a minute, but before that I wanted to read if I can find it real quick, the one sentence description that IMDb gives this movie and it says, Oh, that's magical. A pilot lands work for the CIA and as a drug runner in the South during the 1980s. So I like it because the, the description even has like a typo.
0: There should, the, Shouldn't there be a comma after CIA? The, no. For the CIA and as a drug?
1: If it were three things, there would oh, be a comma. Oh, that's true. Yeah, okay, two yeah. things, two things it just se-
0: it seemed incorrect. Maybe it's just because that description is so damn short. It could be.
1: Yeah. Uh, all that to say, yeah, I, I saw this pretty recently. We, we both saw it pretty close to the time that it came out. Um, It's in theaters now. I believe I haven't checked the times uh, recently, but if oh, you yeah. want to see it, uh, go check yeah, it out. It just,
0: it just came out last week. So. Right.
1: So, yeah, unless it's unless it's bombed. I have haven't been keeping up with it, but. That's fair. It's probably still there.
0: I'm assuming, Tom, the power of Scientology is keeping it afloat. Yes. Uh,
1: if the Mummy remake taught us anything. <laughs> Actually, if the Mummy remake taught us anything, it's that it's not going to be in theaters for long. So.
0: Exactly.
1: Anyways, all that said, we're going to jump to a short break, come back with another beer, more thoughts on this movie, and we will be right back. This is a very exciting time because our friends down at Burgers and Brew have put together a super fun event for Chico Beer Week. That's right. They are doing a wicked awesome Black
0: Friday event. October 13th, very lucky Friday. You are going to be getting some of the best dark beers the world has ever seen.
1: Seriously, we've seen the lineup and it looks so good. And I think Johnny's going to tell you some of those beers. Yeah, the lineup includes a
0: 2015 X and 16 Parabola. Oh, uh, it's so good. A Monster's Park. A Monster's Park with coconut. A Monster's Park with vanilla. Yes. Let's see what else we got. We got Bourbon County 2015. We got McKellar Beer Geek Vanilla Shake and probably
1: about 10 more that are not listed. You guys, these are beers that if you're into the craft beer world at all, you're going to want to ta- If you haven't tasted them before, and some of these you probably have, but there's you know 11 more that you haven't, get down and try them. They're going to be so good. They are doing $5 a pour for 5-ounce pours until the kegs blow. So do check them out. It's going to be a lot of fun. Again, that's Friday the 13th at Burgers & Brew in downtown Chico. Once again that is Neck with Michael Kane. Boom. Yeah, once again all their info is in our episode description. So if that is your uh, your bag of music, go check them out. They uh they're they're a band that grinds hard. So I'm loving that song. Yeah. We've been that was saying at the beginning of the show their drum beat in the intro of their song was pretty Yeah. got me tapping and it my was, head bobbing. It Was getting you pumped. Uh, as we prepare for the second beer, I wanted to shout out the two similar yet extremely different whiskeys that Johnny and I have been sipping on. Yeah. Um we, and, we are men of very polarized taste. Yes. Johnny uh, Uh, Why don't you say what you're drinking first, at least the whiskey, and I'll talk about the methodology of which you imbibe upon it. All right.
0: I'm drinking Evan Williams (laughs) uh, in a glass fifth directly out of the
1: bottle. I just need you to pose with that real quick. If you want to know what Johnny looks like. Actually, would you take a sip of that, please? What Johnny looks like drinking his Evan Williams. Check out our Twitter, at Fresh Hop Cinema, and that's a big sip. Uh, He's drinking Evan Williams bourbon, and he just brought it over with his beers. And I'm taking it a little bit easy on drinking uh, this evening and and probably tomorrow evening, I got a pretty big show that I'm looking forward to. But so you're only drinking beer and scotch. Yes. So I figured he had his bourbon, so I would just grab a little bit of a uh, little bit of scotch and poured it in a glass. And I'm drinking Lagavulin 16, uh, which, aside from having great scotch taste, you might know from Parks, uh, and, Parks and Recreation. <laughs> Ron Swanson, it's his go-to. It's his drink of choice. Scotch. Yeah. It's in his desk. So here we are.
0: Remember the episode when he goes to Scotland to the Lagavulin mm-hmm. distillery? He's just in heaven, man. Oh, I love Ron Swanson so much. Yeah. Um, I think I might shave my beard and try and be Ron Swanson for You should Halloween. do it. That'd be great. Be great. You gotta I could grow just, out your hair
1: starting like now. It's already pretty long. You gotta get like the full... Yeah. Long, you know. I could
0: pump it up a little bit. Yeah. And just look stern.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got it. But yeah. then you'd have to drink Lagavulin, so... I've made things with wood with my hands. Right. You're doing like a I've made. You're doing like a Bane voice. <laughs> it was
0: like Bane yeah. meets um, Sir Sean Connery. Yeah, something like that. Speaking of old things.
1: Oh, nice. Not smooth.
0: Yeah. Not as smooth as this
1: old ale coming at you. Yeah, what are, we, what are we drinking next? Alesmith. I didn't I've only ever had their Speedway Stout.
0: So I really enjoy Alesmith as a brewery. They have um, uh, beer that is one of my all-time favorites called uh anvil esb okay which is an english style bitter i am very very fond of that style mm-hmm. possibly my favorite beer style bar none
1: no it's way. right
0: up there with barrel aged stouts. really 100
1: that surprises me a little
0: bit uh no i really love english style bitters it i can drink them every day sorry
1: is it is it bitter or brown i know there's two different types there's english, like style, english bitters. style brown and an english style bitter no
0: english style bitters or esbs they are one of the oldest styles of beer they had him in the old oh. foot pumps in London like right off of a oh, cast. Awesome. Yeah, like in Peaky Blinders. Mm. No. I haven't seen it. Sorry, Bro, you got to watch that show. Yeah. I highly recommend. Oh, it's a it. show. Yeah. Okay. Netflix show. Oh. Uh, with the guy that was um the scarecrow in the Batman movie. Mm-hmm. I know exactly who you're talking like, about. Ridiculously piercing eyes, mm-hmm. like chiseled jaw specimen of a man. He's uh he was great. He's in he's in a
1: lot of Christopher Nolan movies actually. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's for fact. But uh, great series. Anyways, they they drink ESBs in that, you know. pint to the bitters. Mm-hmm. Delicious. So yeah, they make Speedway stout. They make a bunch of different great beers. Their We Heavies really good. Their old numbskull barley wine's really good. Um pretty familiar with, with this brewery overall. So I think I'm a little bit more familiar with them than you are.
1: Incredibly. So I'm looking at their website here and there's I don't think I've heard of almost any of these. So there's the ESB. That's, yeah. That stuff's oh so good. Yeah, but I'm excited to do this old ale. I think I don't know if we've done an old ale on this show since episode one. Yeah, that's right. We did the old ale. Which was really good. Yeah. We um, both enjoyed it. Yeah, I think that one was like a nine point six percent. Okay. And this guy's eleven?
0: Uh it was eleven in twenty fourteen when it was bottled. Sweet. Twenty fifteen. Okay. If my Roman numerology is serving me correctly oh God, where are you looking it's an mmxv 2010 five yeah five 2015 yeah that's
1: crazy i still remember roman numerals a little bit i feel like the m's are almost unnecessary like they're i get it it's funny but i don't know if you need to do that in roman numerals
0: That's I don't know. fine. i'm not roman i'm not a numeral so who are we to judge man right yeah uh, yeah, well, let's see. I, have you had this beer before? I've never had it. I was scouring the shelves of Spikes uh, looking for uh, foreign right. European styles of beer. Made in America. Made in America. Mm-hmm. And this bad boy has old ale, British style ale done by Alesmith in Southern California. I'm right. like, well, this is perfect. It yeah. says on the label. Yeah, we're doing SoCal world beers today. Yeah, so it's, so, uh, it's Europe via SoCal.
1: Yeah, that's great. You wanna you wanna pour us up some? Yeah, let's do it. Sweet, that's a good color too. That is a very active, um, a very active head. You poured yourself, but you went one handed. That looks nice. Yeah, that's like a coffee, dark caramel kind of brown. That's that's a good looking beer, man. And mm-hmm. that's a good looking head. Good work. Thank you. I'm trying to just relieve a little bit of the carbonation. Oh, that's it. an intense. That is an intense smell. Yeah. Yeah, I got a lot of like plum, dates, kind of pit fruit kind of stuff. Um, mm, That's good. All right. Well, while you sample on that,
0: I am going to read a little bit about this beer and uh, enlighten you guys as to kind of what an old ale is. Uh, So this beer was originally brewed in 2005. Uh, It was their first in an annual decadence series. Uh, Alesmith Old Ale follows a tradition of classic British-style old ales. It is rich, malt-forward, and it showcases notes of currants and dried fruit, along with complex dark sugars, all of which are balanced by subtle bitterness derived from the addition of traditional English hops. Uh, Alesmith Old Ale is ready to be enjoyed now, or it can be aged upwards of 20 years to further enhance its amazing depth of flavor. It is a hearty ale, uh, and it should please you.
1: Does it say it should please you? No. Ah, you it references like, it wow. references
0: some person that I don't know who it is, so Got I, it. I left it out.
1: That's super whiny. Is it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Is this, is this something that is cask-aged or barrel-aged at all? Do you know? Uh-uh. How it feels like it could be. I mean, there's a lot going on there, a lot of tartness too, kind of. Oh wow, end. that's way more tart than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, that's that's weird. I can't tell if I'm getting more of like what I said—the dates, specifically dates—but I guess a little bit of plum and overripe, like raisin, kind of thing. Yeah. Or go ahead.
0: Oh, I was just gonna say. So old ales, um, they're they're traditionally they call them old ales because they age them. Mm. So they traditionally like either age them in vats or in barrels, or in different things. Um, but yeah, that's that's why they call them Old Ales, is they, they sit around for a long time. Mm-hmm. That's why they're such an ageable style.
1: Yeah, that's weird. I get a lot of, like, um, what is it, brown sugar, maybe. That jumps out at me, too. Mm-hmm. Super flat, too, for as carbonated as it looks.
0: You know, it's funny. Um, I, I looked up a definition of what is an Old Ale from Beer Advocate. Mm-hmm.
1: and I love Beer Advocate.
0: You know how close you were to what they have? What's that? Like, good, close? like, Good on you. Which, to, in what regard? So that it's rich, uh, dark, and amber in color, uh-huh. and it varies to a very dark brown near black. With tamed aromatics, uh, bittering levels can greatly vary. Uh, expect common, fruity, vinous, and intense malts. Is that
1: vinous? I would say, well, I think if it means what I'm thinking, maybe V-I-N-O-U-S. vinous? Yeah, I think it means like, like grapevine. Oh. I can, I'll check that out while Interesting. you're talking. So uh, intense malts
0: and sharp alcohol. Uh, the often racy but mellow attitude of the beer may also include acidic notes, raisins. Mm. Uh, vintage varieties may have a low level level of oxidation. Stronger versions may have similarities to port wine. There we go. Uh, so
1: you basically just nailed it. It's vinous. Vinous. Oh, what it's yeah. What and did I say? Vinous. Vinous. Which is what I would say too. Vinous is way more fun to say. Actually, vinous would be if the U came first. The V I N O U S, and it says resembling or associated with or fond of wine. Okay.
0: Yeah, so a so, vinus indeed. So you were, you, vinus is ritus. Yeah, thanks, man. Vinus, equitus, ritus, beerus,
1: that's maximus. Latin. That's Latin. Yeah, I just yeah. cursed you and... You remembered all that Latin when you read the Roman numerals. Mm-hmm. Impressive. It, I, yeah. Uh, vinus. It is, right? It, like, that's a really fantastic description. I wouldn't say like a port wine. It doesn't have that... Well, port wines are very, very dessert. sweet, yeah. And this doesn't get that for me. It's definitely more of like a savory wine. Um, and were my wine palate more experienced than my my vernacular there, I would try to expand on that, but I won't.
0: Yeah, that'd be a disrespect to sommeliers Probably. everywhere. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's interesting. There's a lot going on. This beer is very intriguing. Mm-hmm. This is definitely one of the more unique beers I've had in the last you know,
1: I don't know, month or two. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I don't know if I like it per se, but I'm I, I don't dislike it. I just it's not a it's not something that jumps. Here's a way to phrase this yeah no it's it's complex it's not like tasting um a jolly rancher would be mm-hmm. you know you're like you either like it or you don't it's either good or bad well it could be good or bad but you like it or you don't and i'm not sure there's there's a lot to consider here for me
0: no this is like it reminds me in a way of like fig pudding
1: reminds me of my childhood
0: yeah no i
1: was gonna try to get sweet weird with
0: it. like filled with alcohol reminds me of bitter? summertime in the french hills oh because you grew up in france
1: right You was a little french boy short and stout this explains your sweater from earlier. I just got that sweater, my it friend. It was very nice. Yeah, it's my fall sweater now. It was six bucks. That's a good deal. As cozy as f. That's a good deal. It, it looked very cozy, dude. Smell it again now that it's warming up. I get a lot of like caramel, vanilla, molasses kind of smells. Maybe our old ales need to warm up. Uh, I'll uh, that's a trip. A stout. Yeah, I wouldn't I be surprised. Know. I mean, it's an eleven. You want a little beer. bit more? I'm good at the moment. Okay. I'm gonna try to get this a little bit warmer and that's see fair. what happens. But um, yeah, I don't know if I like it or not. Do do yeah. You? You? Um no I enjoy it
0: there's things about it I find confusing. Mm-hmm. It's kind of sweet and then also it hits me with savory elements like on top of that. It's like if you put a little bit of sea salt into oh. uh bread pudding. Oh, I got you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Totally. To where it's like it's got that twinge of savoriness but mm-hmm. it's got like a sweet backbone. If yeah, that's Yeah, that's spot on. A, mm-hmm. I I guess I It's it's interesting. It's this <laughs> sounds pretentious as F, but uh-huh. this beer is thought-provoking.
1: No, it super is. I mean, it, like, that just sounds so douchey to say. There's a reason people that have good palates say things like that. Like, it ruins you get to a level... Like, I feel like we pick up more than the average taster, at least. I think so. I mean, we, we have to look at things with a more critical... Just, like, uh, a critical eye. Yeah, and, and that to say, like, we're not, again, like, for a more... Oh, A I'm more being, simple beer.
0: I'm being super self-righteous. I don't know what you're talking no, about. No, I'm saying...
1: For a beer that is this obviously complex. Yeah. I think the a- the more average beer drinker would also Not average. Let's this. say less defined palate. No, I'm saying the more defined people. Even the the more average to well-defined palates would pick up things. So like where we're at and then beyond tasting-wise. Totally. Okay. But especially a beer like this. Yeah. Because this beer is obviously not straightforward. There's a lot going on. No. And I think you don't have to be a, a Cicerone to, mm. to, to realize that. Dude, it smells just caramely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's getting really strange as it warms up. I'm starting to like it more. I'm getting less of the overripe fruit and more of kind of that savory, not savory. Like salted caramel. Yes. Kind of. I definitely, there's like a twinge
0: of salt in there. Like you can taste it on your lips after you take a sip of just that like lingering subtle saltiness.
1: Yeah. I don't know if we said what size this bottle was, but it's a 750, so it's a sizable thing. It's a good, it's a definitely beer for sharing. What was the uh, what was the price point around? Do you remember? <laughs> I don't remember. Feels like somewhere in like the $15 range. Seems uh, that's I what I'd I want to say guess. it was uh,
0: about eight. No. It was about a $20 bottle. Mm. Yeah. Uh and especially being this old, I mean, it's kind of like buying an
1: older wine, it seems to be rather worth it. Dude, the like I'm, I'm like the plum and almost like a cherry flavor is coming out now.
0: It's but su- not not
1: like a not obviously like a candy cherry like a yeah, a real dark uh, not a Rainier cherry, no. A, Bing. Bing cherry, maybe. That's a good. Okay. Yeah, I think that's what that's I was thinking. That's of. the only kind of cherry I know. I only know two. Yeah, Bing, Bing and Maraschino. Maraschino. Oh, it's definitely not a Maraschino <laughs> no. taste. Yeah, it's good. I like this beer. I've changed my. Well, I've made up my mind. Yeah. Yes. Have you give, made up your mind enough to rate it? I'm gonna give this an eight point five. Eight point. It's up there, and it's um, it's very good. Yeah, the fact that we've had this this much of a discussion about it. Yeah. Where we're not sure exactly what we're tasting. I think that's great. I think it's an awesome reason. No, an awesome I like quality it. in a beer.
0: I like it. I just got it because it was a foreign style done by an American brewery. I was not expecting this much depth of character. Um, yeah. And for that reason alone, I would say it's a very pleasant surprise. Um, I love being surprised by beers. Yeah. I really, really do.
1: This does so. make me want to try more by Ailsmith. Like I said, now I've had two beers. Yeah, had this. Don't and I've sl- had the Speedway
0: Stout. Don't sleep on this brewery. We were at. Um, Oh, when we were at the Handlebar, like mm-hmm. when they were doing their training, I ordered one and it was a variant of Speedway Stout. Yeah, Speedway
1: uh, Stout coffee. Yeah,
0: with a was it Hawaiian coffee? I don't actually know. It was a dope ass coffee because it was delicious. Um, but yeah, don't sleep on their brewery. They make some killer beers, mm-hmm. and I really want to sit down and drink one of those ESBs with you.
1: Yeah, so you, real back to the uh, Speedway Stout. They do. So they do the standard. They do the one you just talked about, and they also do a Vietnamese, right?
0: Mm, they do m- multiple okay multiple varieties i there's like a mexican speedway stout there's mm. a vietnamese there's a hawaiian there's one that i had when i was up in portland at shout out to belmont station for being the best bottle shop around it had like lemongrass and ginger and lime in a stout it was crazy
1: that's nuts to, to clarify on the mochasita coffee from the handlebar it's actually an east african oh. coffee blend okay so that's cool I'd, I'd love to try the hawaiian coffee sometime That'd yes
0: cool. the one with hawaiian coffee was really good um yeah, keep your eye on Ailsmith, man. They're doing good things. Yeah, agreed. Real, real good
1: things. Do you feel good enough to rate this? Uh,
0: I do. I'm giving it a nine. Sweet. Uh, I want to just not drink a beer and say, hey, this is good beer. Let's Wait. talk about sports. Yes. right. As much as I love talking about sports, I
1: want... That, that's a beer for talking about sports. Exactly. you rolling rock that you have on the side.
0: Well, it also pairs well with Evan Williams. Sure, fair enough. Uh, but... No, this is a beer to open with a couple good friends on a nice, crisp fall evening uh, and really let it warm up in your hands
1: and maybe smoke a cigar. And This would be a great—I don't like cigars again, but if if you're a cigar person, this would be a great But you know cigar what I'm saying, beer. right? Mm-hmm.
0: This is like a sitting on your back porch with a couple buddies, like figuring out what you're tasting. I mean, this is a real pleasant surprise for me on this show. Yeah, it's, I enjoy it. I enjoy it a lot. Yeah, this beer surprised the hell out of me. So for that, L. Smith Old Ale gets a nine. From the old Johnny. And uh, an 8.5 from the young Maxwell. Young Maxwell. Beautiful.
1: Uh, We're going to jump to another break in a few minutes. But before that, we want to hit this movie a little bit more.
0: Yeah, I want to beat it up a little. um, Maybe for the next five to ten minutes. Sure. Give it, like, let's do five minutes. This is boxing round. As a heads up,
1: if you've never listened before, after this, we're going to jump to our third segment that Johnny has er, adeptly named Danger Zone. We're going to jump to the Danger Zone. In the Danger Zone, we have a no-holds-barred philosophy on our movie. We spoil as much as we want.
0: Yeah, there's way more swearing
1: and looking at Tom Cruise's butt. So as a general precaution, if you don't want this movie spoiled for you, we recommend pausing the show, go watching the movie, coming back and listening. Or if you don't care about this movie and you just want to hear us talk, just, you know. Enter the danger zone. Steam on ahead. To the danger zone. But before that, let's talk about our general feelings on the movie without giving too much away. Yeah, so without spoiling the movie, we're
0: about to break down the general idea of it, some things we liked, some things we didn't, and an Mm -hmm. overall rating. Yep, fair. So... Overall, I liked this movie. Yeah, I thought it was uh, very entertaining. It was done in a almost documentary style. It yes. was kind of narrated throughout by Tom Cruise. Yes. So we had a lot of uh, callbacks, a lot of like videotape narration from him about past events that were like videotapes coming from the future. Really neat VHS quality tapes too. I like mm-hmm. the way they filmed okay. that. So yeah, it was kind of documentary style, and it was if you've ever seen to me. This is the most concise description I can think of of this movie. If you've ever seen the, the, the TV series Narcos on Netflix about Pablo Escobar, all that stuff, it's kind of like the American boy's perspective on that. Tom Cruise plays kind of a hapless, not the brightest guy, if, if I'm fair to say. He was a little like... That feels fair. Certainly not the most loyalty-driven. Not loyalty-driven and kind of like just a simple dude. He was a go to work. He was a lunch pail kind of guy. You know? That seems right. And he was given an opportunity uh, to kind of work for the CIA and ends up getting his hands in all kinds of pies and getting in all kinds of crazy
1: trouble and buys a giant pink house and the movie goes on. Yeah. I, so that's all correct. I had some issues with, cause I don't feel like we have to explore too much more as far as plot goes. No, that, I mean, that's the plot. Yeah. You really don't um, need more than the sentence says. IMDb. The way that I would describe it is certainly autobiographical narrative, but where it fell short for me as far as structure goes was that format. It, it didn't work for me. I I kept thinking like this is would be like a Scorsese film without the spine. Like you have something like The Departed, which I am using that because I just rewatched it recently. Still never seen it. You got to man. You got to. I know. It's. Do so, you have a hard copy? I'll send it with you. Cool. With, with the the vinyls. Yeah. From last week. Um. In any case, there's lots of these. These you'll be watching it, and then it'll freeze frame, and then boom, he'll he'll narrate over it, and it just didn't feel believable. Like, and same thing I had with last week's movie. Um, help me out. Why can't I think of it?
0: The Kingsman. Kingsman.
1: Thank you. Tone. Tone was a problem for me in this. I could see that. It, I couldn't tell if it meant if it was going for that kind of gritty flashback thing, where there would be some some moments where you're like, "Ooh, that's crazy," or if it was supposed to be laughable it didn't feel like a combination. It felt kind of lost to me. I, I almost came away from the theater thinking that this wasn't a movie I would watch without the historical context that it, I almost feel like this movie said in the beginning, based on a true story to get us to care about the movie. Mm -hmm. Um, there were no performances that really knocked me out. The plot line sure was interesting in a historical context, but in a movie setting, if if this were a fictional movie, it's, it, it would have been either way overdone or completely underwhelming.
0: This movie was meh. Yeah. Um, I'm going to just summarize my views on this movie mm-hmm. and rate it real quick. Sure.
1: Wait. Sorry. Hang on. Okay. Go ahead. I got it.
0: Rent it. Oh. 5.2. I'm a six.
1: That was That's, that's my thoughts that's on the movie. Yeah. Rent it. I would, don't I would, go to the movies. I wouldn't even go that far. I don't even think you have to rent this movie. Well, The so, average watcher.
0: Yeah. Because my thing with this movie, if you've seen the, the trailer- You've seen the movie.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay? The vibe that's set in the trailer is as deep as this movie goes. Yep. So if you want kind of a shallow... This movie's like something you put on and then play on Twitter for an hour and a half. That's uh, what I did.
1: Yeah. In the theater. <laughs> yeah.
0: Exactly. So there's your proof.
1: Yeah. It's not something... It's not... It's... Hmm. I, I'm not going to rewatch this. It's certainly no. not compelling enough to make me want to. It was like a cheap
0: knockoff of Narcos. Basically, yeah. I mean,
1: yeah, because there's a huge component of this movie that deals with the cocaine uh, trade. Trade, not yeah, right. But you sale. don't
0: ever see any cocaine
1: except the time he jumps out of the plane.
0: And that was it. the one and only.
1: Yeah, so it's it's definitely more about this guy who had a hand in initially being um, being hired by the CIA to take photos. There's a whole lot of history about the um, the revolution in Nicaragua back in the '80s. It's all a historical backdrop that really
0: doesn't play into the plot. Very much. No, it's
1: just his life surrounding. It. It's a big rise and fall. So it felt like a weird. You know what? Nope, that's not even true. Martin Scorsese did The Wolf of Wall Street. So, more to my point. Yeah, The Wolf of Wall Street had the same kind of freeze frame exposition over the frozen frame, and him being like this crazy lawbreaker and you know live live fast die young kind of thing.
0: Boy, this movie sure was no Wolf of Wall Street. It was though. no
1: Wolf of Wall Street. It was no Departed. There's better examples that yeah. I could probably think of, but
0: um, it was it, to me overall this movie was shallow
1: it was and it was something if if you're in if you're into this kind of movie i think you'll probably like it it won't be your favorite um i'm not super into it yeah it was it was fine for me you know what it entertained me sufficiently mm-hmm. but then yeah.
0: uh this movie left me like a cool puff of air on my face just kind of just wait yeah 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 that feels right yeah like a like a gentle fall breeze this movie came and then it went so that's nice yeah sad but nice well tom cruise is sad but nice yeah so So. it runs
1: for an hour and 55 minutes which is it's just simply too too long too long simply too long you don't you don't need that running time for this kind of thing
0: no this is like a 90 minute feature tops yeah simply too
1: long my butt hurt so all that said um we are going to jump to another break we're coming back into the danger zone if you don't want anything spoiled skip that part and come back later and uh, we'll be right back with uh, with the Danger Zone. Johnny, I have bad news. What is the bad news? All of my podcasts are gone. They're just gone from my phone. I'm out of podcasts. Well, you ate them? What happened? They're just gone. I don't know, man. I need something else to listen to. You have any ideas?
0: Yeah, you should for sure listen to a book. What do you mean? Listen like an audiobook. book. Oh, okay. Yeah, Yeah, it's like reading, but you don't have to read. You can do stuff with your hands while you're doing it. Yeah, it's like getting read a story. Where can I get one of those? Um, you're going to want to go to Audible and check it out. I've heard of Audible. They have over 180,000 titles, don't they? That's correct, and it's available on any smartphone. And right now, for listeners of this podcast, we have a special promo with them. If you go to audibletrial.com FHC, you get a free 30-day trial
1: and a risk-free download of any book you want. That's insane. Here's the thing, though. I, I'm sure I'll love it, but if I don't love it, can I keep my download?
0: If you decide you don't want your Audible subscription, you can
1: cancel anytime within 30 days and keep the free book. Well, that's crazy. I'm just going to go over to audibletrial.com slash FHC and get that download now. I highly recommend you do. Hi, Hey, how you doing? Hey. How are you doing? Good. We're like... Okay, great. We will be... Is, would you rather us be completely done with podcast or mostly done with podcast? Uh,
0: completely done with podcast. No podcasting. What will you be doing when
1: I get home? Cleaning up from podcast. <laughs> okay. Do that. Do Okay. Okay. See you soon. You're the best. Love you. Bye. I'm going to say we can only do this one more episode because Kenny Loggins will sue us for copyright infringement. Uh, As you just heard while we were on our break, I touched base with uh, my female counterpart, Gianna Noonan, who is coming back into town with her sister. What's her Twitter hashtag handle thing? It's it's at GN underscore money 92. You can get mad at her, but we're going to rush our danger zone because I have a timer going for five and a half minutes that we're going to wrap this movie up so that... uh, we can be less intrusive once she gets home with her sister visiting.
0: To be fair, there's not much of this shit to spoil, which I feel good about. That yeah, feels correct. This, like, this is a great episode to have a five minute danger yes. zone. Yes.
1: So let's let's speed round this baby. Um, what are some points you want to hit on that you that you feel are important to people's understanding of this movie or our understanding? Oh, this movie was just fucking blunt.
0: It was just. Dull.
1: Yeah. Boring. There were moments that I thought were cool. Like I did get, um, I was obviously like, there's no stakes in this movie. Mm -mm. That's part of my problem. I said this. um, Well, nobody died. We just rewatched Avatar the other night. And I have a philosophy now about movies that have narration from a future tense. Mm. So he's like in this movie, Tom Cruise is like, and at this point I did this. So clearly he's talking from the future. So in that moment, I'm like, all right, I'm not worried. He's yeah, going to make it out fine. Gonna, he's not going to die. So I don't like that aspect. And there yeah. was like a scene where it was supposed to be very, very tension filled where he's trying to take his plane off a runway. He's just made his first deal with Pablo Escobar. And they're like, put more cocaine in your plane. He's like, no more. No mas. He never learned Spanish, which also didn't No, he did. He, a little bit. He was like medium fluent by yeah, the end. Yeah, that's true. But if, like, you're doing a drug deal m- multiple times for, like, the biggest cartel in the world. Well, and they, they speak weren't. Spanish, like, learn Spanish.
0: Fair. Well, they weren't the biggest drug cartel at the beginning. <laughs> True. Because Tom
1: Cruise made them what they were. Correct. Duh. Um, Scientology bitch. Barry, what is his name? Barry. Schwifter. Glass or something. Barry Wiener. Anyways, he's supposed to take off this runway, but the runway's too short. Way too short. And they tried to send a fat-ass motherfucker with him. Right. He was like, I was going to put an extra 100 pounds, but I couldn't. And then they're like, here's a. Four hundred pound man, and yeah. he's like, I can't take him.
0: No, there's he's like, dude, I'm like fifteen hundred pounds overweight anyway. So the runway's too short. And so was that
1: guy, who, what? Oh, that's funny. Yeah. uh <laughs> So the runway's too short, and it's like you see these crash planes that haven't made it, and he's like, all right, and we're supposed to be like, oh, I don't know if he's gonna make it, but then meanwhile he's like, the runway was too short in his narration. Yeah. Was like, all right, well you're gonna clear it, whatever. So
0: I feel like we're in hyperspeed danger zone. Yes. And I think we should go to the slow danger zone and just talk shit for a minute.
1: We've got. I don't want it to. Here's the thing. I don't care enough about this movie to know, talk shit about it. Maybe that's the biggest thing there is. All right, I'll slow it down a bit. I know that I'm doing the thing that I do. You, yeah, I you're like off.
0: Max on meth is back.
1: I just want to give you a heads up. We're at three minutes and twelve.
0: Uh, seconds We've got a three minute danger zone. So, which is what my wife's
1: used to. Am I right? Heyo, Beaver Catching Town. Am I right, boys? Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. I have. A, oh yes. You know what? Okay,
1: look at me. I think
0: we can both agree. This movie kind of sucked dick. We're going to move on. We should just move on because I've got a fun fact. If you've sat through the danger zone this long, you deserve a fun fact about the
1: movie It. A couple weeks ago, we did the Stephen King film It. This yeah. is about that movie. It's current, so check it out.
0: Yeah, so uh just caught an article on Reddit from Vanity Fair that It broke 5 Hundred million dollars at the box office that's m- huge you guys making it the highest grossing horror film of all time surpassing what the exorcist what the original by the way What? the remake sucked the original
1: groundbreaking so this movie made more money in the box office than the original exorcist and that's a lot to say i mean it, it's only been out for several weeks it's not it's not no long time established and dude. it's still in theaters yeah. and it's crushed records if they're smart they'll leave it in theaters through halloween dude so there's a couple of Halloween movies coming out, but yeah, I also think it's going to be better than all of them.
0: Spoiler alert, because it's the fucking danger zone. I've got the movie and the beer lineup locked
1: in for our Halloween you episode. You got real familiar with the mic on this segment. I did. You got like, I think you're like, I think, is it too, too close? I think it's too close. It's too close? Yeah, I think so. Is that better? Yeah. Right in that region?
0: Yeah, that feels th- good. Maybe it moved. I don't, well, maybe. I think it moved. I think I touched it on
1: accident. Yeah. You touched on it. I
0: touched on it <laughs> on accident. <laughs> <laughs> I brought it a lot closer to my face. Yeah. Uh, so that's the fun fact. Um, not much to talk about with the movie wise. It, like we both said, it was real shallow.
1: Yeah, and like like I'm sticking by what I said. If you like this type of movie, um, government citizen gets hired, or but like citizen what, gets hired what, by government. What
0: type of movie is that? Like, it's, what
1: other movies would you compare this to? Well, yeah, that's a good question. I mean. If you gave me a moment to think of this, I would have some because it's not a unique but movie. But none of them just jump to mind. Well, none that I think are worth watching. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think like Wolf of Wall Street. It's kind of the same format. Yeah, but right? Wolf of Wall Street was fucking amazing. Right, and that's what I'm saying here. Like this, with a minute left, Wolf of Wall Street, um, well acted, <laughs> well directed, nice moments like that, um, and there was like there was weight to it and. And also, it was a new story. It was it was our our perspective on on Wall Street. Yeah, um, and we've seen this before.
0: Well, yeah, and uh, like in Narcos, if you
1: pissed Escobar off, he would fucking kill you. Spoiler alert for this movie: that's what happened.
0: Yeah, Tom Cruise <laughs> dies at the end, and I say fucking good for the character or for the movie? Both. I
1: mean for the for the person well, or the movie.
0: stereotypically I like movies where everyone dies at the end and I just wanted him to die the whole movie anyway. Yeah. So it was like it was a sad conclusion to a
1: boring movie. I did like the ending more than the rest of it. I thought the way that it wrapped up was nice. The cuts worked there. Yeah. Um in any case we've been talking about American Made with Tom Cruise. We've been talking about some great beers. Um but for Fresh Hop Cinema, my name is Max Minardi. My name's Johnny
0: Summers. We's about to get kicked out of this apartment, so we out.
1: Sorry, that's my alarm sound. It should be more intense. I was hoping it would be like. Wah. Okay, bye everybody. Wop 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 wah. wah, wah, wah. to
0: We hope you enjoy.
1: This is Fresh Hop Cinema.